0: Good morning, church. How are you all doing this morning? Doing great. Well, it is an honor and a privilege to be up here to bring the word this morning to you. Praise the Lord. So last year, I believe it was September, I brought the word for the first time when we were under the tents. And I thought that was nerve-wracking, but who knew the second time would be even more so? <laughs> so bear with me as I just allow the Spirit to move and to just work in and through me. Amen? All right, so you know that we've been doing the, our faith series on faith the last three weeks. And so I have the privilege to bring us a story from the Bible that is very dear to me. And it is the story of the woman with the issue of blood. And we'll be reading out of the book of Mark. So if you want to go ahead and go and open your Bible to the book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 24. And so this story is very dear to me because I, too, as a young girl for many, 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 many years, struggled with my menstruation. And so I use this story as... A guidance for my healing that I, that I sought after and there's a time when they told me that just based off of how irregular that I was, that I probably would not be able to have children. And so I read this over and over and over and I just used this to minister to me for hope and for faith because I didn't look at this woman with an issue of blood. I looked at her as a woman with the issue of faith. This was a woman of faith. So that's why this story is dear so dear to me. So I'm going to give a quick overview to just catch you up if you're not familiar with where this story puts us. And so previously, Jesus was over in the area of Galilee ministering, healing, um, bringing a word. And right before he meets this woman, he was over in an area where he met a man that was demon-possessed, And he was called Legion. And so if you remember, he cast the demons out. They said, please send us over to the pigs. So he cast the demons into the pigs. The pigs ran over to a cliff and fell into the sea. So you thought the people would be happy to see this man restored, right? No, the people of the town were upset because all their bacon and all their pork chops just went down into the water. Okay? And so that was their livelihood. So they said, you know what? You need to go before you just start sending the cows and the sheeps as well. Okay. And so Jesus got in the boat with his disciples. He went on to the other side of the lake. And the word had spread that this man, Jesus, was coming to their side of the lake. And so they were like, we will receive you. We are ready for you. So as soon as Jesus got out the boat, a crowd began to gather around him. And then he met a man named Jairus, who was a synagogue leader, and who said, please come with me. My daughter is dying. She was 12 years old. And he said, please come to my house because I know that you'll be able to heal my daughter. And so on the way to Jairus' house, he had a divine appointment with our woman. Let's read. So Jesus went with him. Talking about Jairus. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding, or in some translations they say hemorrhaging. That's how serious it was. She had been hemorrhaging a great deal under the care, oh excuse me, she had been hemorrhaging for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out of him and he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask who touched me? But Jesus kept lurking around to see who had done it. And then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we come before you to give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. This is the day that you have made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for your grace and tender mercies that are new every morning, Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this space. Saturate this whole sanctuary with your spirit. Allow your spirit to minister to your people and open their eyes. And their hearts and their minds to receive your word today. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody says. Yes. Amen. So, as I said, I would like to fondly refer to her as the woman with the issue of faith. And so, in refamiliarizing myself with this story and studying, i the Lord revealed four points about this woman that we will discuss this morning. And so the first point about this woman of faith is she did not miss her divine appointment. If we look at verse 25, it says, and a woman was there. She heard. It said, she heard about Jesus. That means she was home and she heard outside the window or people passing by that this man named Jesus was coming. And so she got dressed She got up, washed her face, and even though she had been suffering for 12 years with this condition, 12 years of bleeding, could you just imagine what this woman looks like? She's frail. She probably looks almost emaciated, pale, anemic. She can barely even stand. But when she heard that this man named Jesus who's performing miracles was coming, she said, I'm going to get up today. Because today might be the day I receive my healing. And so with that, she said, I have an appointment with this man that I need to make. So she got up and she walked down that road, probably as slow as can be. She had to probably start early. She said, oh, Jesus is coming from the other side of the lake? All right, let me go. That gives me about 30, 45 minutes. Okay, I need to just get put my robes on. Got herself, because she made sure that she was going to be in the right position to meet Her healer, So we cannot allow our conditions to make us miss our appointments with Jesus. And so the funny thing about it, when I was thinking about it, I said, okay, so she had to be there in that position and be on time. Lord, I struggle with time. I probably would have missed Jesus. I'm sorry. Okay, don't judge me. Y'all always on time. You guys were all here at 9 a.m. sharp, right? Oh, yeah, no, uh uh-huh. Don't worry. Sometimes y'all see me coming at nine 05, nine ten. Don't judge me just because I'm the pastor's wife. I'm, I'm a work in progress. He's working on me, okay? Yes, yes, Lord. But but listen, but listen. With our our woman of faith, she said, "I'm gonna be there because I don't want to miss my healing when he is when he shows up, hey! right?" So she had been, she had no human contact for twelve years. The Jewish laws say that when you are menstruating, you are not to have any contact with anything or anybody because you are unclean. So anybody that you touch or have contact with will also be considered unclean. So this is 12 years of no human contact, being isolated, being alone. She had no business being there. She she was a social outcast. She didn't, she didn't fit the norm. She didn't fit the rules of what the Jewish people... She was a woman, first of all, okay? And then she was a woman with the issue of blood already there and being unclean, so she shouldn't even have been there. But she didn't allow that to stop her from her appointment with Jesus. She said, I'm going to be there, regardless if I am supposed to be there or not, regardless if... I get found out and could be arrested. Who knows what the consequences were? If you look at the Jewish law, some of the consequences of breaking the laws were death. Yes, but she said, I will be there. I am not missing my appointment today with Jesus. So that people of God is us. We have to remove our conditions that we are struggling with. What are our conditions? The conditions of our mind, the conditions of our heart, the conditions of our body that prevent us from getting up and making our appointments on time with Jesus. She had nothing to lose. She knew it wasn't gonna be easy. She knew it wasn't. But she said, I'm gonna show up for my appointment. She said, "It doesn't listen, the conditions of the heart will tell you, you don't know how much it hurts. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what they've done to me. Some of us right now are bleeding from wounds that we've been carrying for 12 years. Some of us are hemorrhaging from wounds that we have not allowed Jesus to touch and heal. But today could be your appointed time to meet Jesus. Today is the time where we say enough is enough. Enough is enough with the bleeding. Enough is enough from the hemorrhaging of the pain that we've been carrying, that has been causing us to be unclean. Some of our conditions are causing us to be unclean because it turns our hearts. As Sister Nena said, some of us, our hearts are so hardened towards God. As by a wing and a prayer, we're here today, but praise God you're here. Because today can be your appointed time with Jesus. Amen. So the next thing our lady, our woman of faith did is she shifted, she shifted her mentality. How does she do this? Verse 28 says, because she thought, she thought. If I just touch his clothes, I would be healed, she thought. So the first thing she did was she got there, right? Next, she shifted her mindset. And the schools, they say, have a growth mindset. They used to teach that to my son all the time. Growth mindset, change your mindset. She shifted her mindset. She didn't focus on her condition. She focused on her healing Amen. So she started visualizing when she got there. As soon as she heard Jesus was there, she started visualizing. She started seeing her healing. She said, okay, all right, there's Jesus. I'm going to stand back here in the crowd. I'm not trying to be in the front and push my way. I'm going to stay right back here in the crowd. Okay, I see a little opening right there. I'm just going to slide real quick. I'm going to dip. I'm going to dip because I don't want to touch nobody. Okay, and then it's getting a little, it's getting a little rough there. So I'm going to army crawl my way to Jesus. And then I'm going to reach. I'm just gonna reach for the hymn, just touch it. And I know all I have to do is just touch the fragment of his robe, the tassel of the rabbi, and I will be made whole. That is the mentality shift. She didn't say, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm an outcast. I've tried everything, it's been 12 years. What if I don't get healed? She didn't allow that to to block her blessing or block her healing. She said, I'm gonna visualize and I'm gonna see before it even happens that I will be made healed. That's what we have to start doing as believers. Visualize the healing before it's even there. It doesn't matter if the doctor says, your numbers still don't look good. I see healing in my body. It doesn't matter if our son is not here at home, he will return home. I see my son here. We walk by faith and not by sight, amen? So, as a track athlete, it's all about visualizing, right? So, when I go out there, when I was a lawn jumper, I would go stand on the runway and I would go through my steps. I would see myself coming down the runway, I would see myself getting faster those last four steps. My penultimate step, which is the second to last step, is gonna be short and quick, drive my knee up, I'm gonna soar, I'm gonna raise my arms, I'm gonna hold them up, I'm gonna look across, and I'm jumping 25 feet. And if the man said you jump 20 feet, that's okay, I would take that too, amen? Okay, every time I'm a 25 foot jumper, every time I'm breaking the records in my mind, it doesn't matter, That the man said, I jumped 19 feet. Okay. In my spirit, I'm receiving 25 feet. Okay, amen. It doesn't matter when I was on the track and I was running down and I took third place, I was seeing myself crossing the finish line first every time. Every time. Because I'm not walking by what my physical eyes see. Because our physical eyes will betray us. Our physical eyes will discourage us. We will be out the game before we start if we go off of what our physical eyes are showing us. But we are called to walk in faith. So what does the, the book of Hebrews say? Hebrews 11 1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. That is our faith. It's the stuff. It's what we hold is our faith. It's the proof. It's the evidence of what's not seen. So I see a plant right here. Do you all see my plant? Okay. I see it's beautiful. It's green and luscious. It has beautiful flowers here. It is the can't even describe the name for this beautiful plant because it's a flower and a plant put together but it is a beautiful beautiful plant I see it that's my faith that's my evidence y'all don't have to see it but I see it that's what I'm walking in that's what I'm seeing that's what she saw If somebody saw her, what are you doing here? And she said, I'm here to get my healing. No way. How are we going to get to that man from way back here? But she saw it. She said, you don't know. I'm on a mission. I'm already working. I'm already there with Jesus. It's just a matter of mathematics and science and a little bit of physics going through and people shifting. And then I'm there. And I'm there. That's nothing. We have to have that mentality shift. We have to stop looking at our conditions and only seeing our conditions. We are allowing our conditions to drive us. We're allowing our conditions to be a hurdle and a stumbling block from receiving that healing, from receiving that healing, from receiving the restoration. Because we're focusing, we're seeing our condition only. But like this woman, you need to start looking at your healing and looking and seeing what God has in store for you. And so what she said with this mental shift, she said, you know what, devil? I'm coming out of agreement with your lies. I'm no longer partnering with your lies because the devil will tell you all the wrong things and all the things that should not happen. But she said, not today. I'm coming out of agreement with your lies I do not partner with liars anymore because if it is not in the word of God then it is a lie plain and simple and she was walking she was looking and she said and right there that's the living word that's the living word walking the kingdom of heaven is at hand I have a date with destiny with the king of kings and the lord of lords Jehovah Jireh is in the house listen So she said, I'm not entertaining your lives anymore. I'm not sitting and believing that I'm unclean, unworthy, unloved, alone. Because none of that matters because Jesus is in the house. Amen. Jesus is in the house. I have a divine appointment. So first thing, she showed up. Next, she shifted her mentality. She said, I see my healing, I'm going to go get my healing. So she works her way, she touches his hem, and in that moment, her faith released power. Let's read verses 30 through 32 again. At once, Jesus realized that power, let me say that again, Put some gospel in my voice. At once, uh, Jesus realized that power had gone out of him. And he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched me? You see the people crowding around you, his disciples answered. And you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Her faith released power. Everybody was touching Jesus. They were pressed on him. The disciples, they were mocking him almost. They were a little bold. They were like, what do you mean? Who touched you, Jesus? Everybody touching you. Right? Everybody was touching. But it was her touch she noticed. And it was a touch based off an act of faith. It was faith in action. Because Jesus was constantly healing people based off of their faith. A lot of times he didn't even touch people. He would just tell them, do you believe? Yes. Yes, master, I believe. Then it is so. You are healed. Take up your mat and go. Get up. Receive your healing. Never faith have I ever seen as such as this from the centurion. Right? He just said, you have the most power that from here you could have my servant healed. Jesus was in the business of honoring faith, okay? Hebrews eleven six says this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. She believed that there was something about this man, Jesus. She believed he was the great I am. She believed he was the Messiah. She believed he was her healer. And so she's, and not only did she believe that he is, she believed that he could heal her. And then from there, not only did she believe that he could heal her, she believed that she could go get her healing. And she would do whatever it took to get that healing. Breaking rules. And then what did the Lord do? He rewarded her for her diligence. That's the kind of faith we have to have. We can't have lazy faith. We can't have the kind of faith where it's like, well, I believe that God's a good God, but his will be done. Okay. We have to be active in our faith. We have to be willing to do the process and the work, even when it hurts. The Lord wants you to do more. The Lord wants you to walk. If the Lord wants you to pray. If the Lord wants you to fast. If the Lord wants you to remove people, then do it all. Because He has an appointment with you. And He is telling us that the healing is waiting for you. Are you willing to come to me to get it? When she touched him, it was like an electric shock, a power surge. It's like sticking a fork in a socket, okay? That's how much faith she had. He was walking, trying to get through the crowd, probably doing a little, you know, a little wave. God bless you. Yes, it's, it is I. It's just, okay, uh, Jairus, I'm coming. You see all the people, Jairus, you know, I'm trying my best. And then he all of a sudden just felt power, Come out of him. Hallelujah! That had stopped him in his tracks. It wasn't all the other people touching and, you know, got, doing whatever, pressed up on him. It was the softest touch, the faith the size of a mustard seed that stopped him in his track. That he acknowledged that power had been taken from him. That's how strong her faith was. That it took. Virtue or power from him. So even though Jesus is not here physically, his power is still here. We have access to that power, and that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is also dunamis, which is where we get the word dynamite. So when we access the Holy Spirit, we have the power of dynamite in us. Ephesians 3.20 says this, Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can imagine or ask, according to his power that is in work within us. His power is in work within us. So when we are walking by faith and we can access, release that power every day and in every situation, when you are praying in the Spirit and you start to activate the Holy Spirit in you, it's like you become a superhero. You feel like you could slay dragons. You start rebuking every disease, every enemy, every lie for the pit of hell. We start worshiping, we're communing with the Lord. We start seeing things. We, we realize that our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty for pulling down a stronghold. The Holy Spirit starts bringing all kinds of scriptures to remembrance that we start just throwing. Throwing out there. We put up our shield, our helmet of our salvation, our breast of breastplate of righteousness. We got our sword of the word and we like do your worst devil. I'm ready for you. But if we are not walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, we are walking weak. We are walking damaged. We are walking wounded. And we leave ourselves vulnerable to the fiery darts of the enemy. And we are walking around bleeding from wounds. Hemorrhaging from wounds. But like our woman, we have to come to the point where we say enough is enough. And today is my appointed time with Jesus. I will be made whole. I will fight through my mind that is trying to lie to me and tell me to keep seated. I'm going to fight through every lie that the enemy has set out and using people to hurt and wound me. I'm gonna fight through the sickness in my body that doesn't even want me to wake up. I'm gonna fight through the depression that weighs me down that I don't even know why I woke up this morning. You have to fight for your healing because he's waiting for you. He is waiting for you today. So she didn't miss her divine appointment. She shifted her mindset. And then her faith released the power. Her faith released the power. That power is still here. The Holy Spirit is at work within us. Just let him loose. Let him do his work. Lastly, her faith restored her identity. In the beginning, she was a nameless woman. She was only known by her condition. The woman with the issue of blood. A woman subject to bleeding. Jairus, off the bat, he had his name. But the woman She was just a woman with the issue of blood. But once Jesus recognized her faith, he called her daughter. Verse 34 says this. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Jesus gave her a name right then and there daughter there's no higher name that she could be called but to be called the daughter of the most high in that moment she was no longer known by her condition she was no longer the woman with the issue the sick lady the diseased woman unclean she was the daughter of the most high The master said, I see you, and I see your faith. It has made you whole. You are mine. There's nothing else. There's no uncleansiness because what was unclean has now been made clean. What was sick has now been healed. What was broken has now been made whole. Some of us, we're still struggling with our conditions, and people only know us by our conditions. Bitter man, Mr. Angry, Lonely Lady, Miss Anxiety, Fatherless, but it's time to regain our identity in Christ. Our conditions are no longer our names. We are now a child of God, a daughter of the Most High, man of God, redeemed, restored, forgiven, saved. Stop allowing your conditions to be your identity. They are no longer your excuse as to why you are not walking in your purpose and calling. Those are the lies from the pit of hell. The enemy has you wait, right where he he has me. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> it took me months to get up here. Cuz I was partnering with the liar. But once you understand that you have to come out of agreement with the devil, then you become aligned with Jesus. You become aligned with the word of God. So everything that you think disqualifies you is what qualifies you. Just reach for the hem of his garment every day. Reach for your healing reach for your power access it because he says you are my daughter and you are my son and everything that I have is for you when I went to the cross it is so you can have everything in me because I'm not here physically but my spirit is So as we look at the, back at this woman, as we look back at her journey to healing, is that us today? You already here. You got up and you're here. So right then. You are putting yourself in the position for a divine encounter with Jesus. As you allow the Holy Spirit to work in you, be renewed and transformed by the renewing of your mind. As you shift your mentality, and stop focusing on your problems and focusing on what you think is wrong with you and, or focusing on what you don't have or focusing on the condition and start focusing on your healing and start focusing on, your, on receiving that freedom and start seeing yourself walking whole and healed and complete and restored and saved and forgiven. And then as you do that, your faith begins to activate the power that is at work within you. And you start to be able to speak directly to your situation and circumstances in your life. And then you remember your identity that is in Christ. You are no longer known by your problems or your conditions But you are known as the daughter of the Son of the Most High. Don't miss your appointment. Don't miss your appointment. It's time for the bleeding to stop, it's time for the hemorrhaging. To stop would you just get up to reach out for the hem of his garment